This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to episode 11 of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Uh, as ever, my name's Lee Finch, and tonight I'm joined by the one and only Danny Baker. We'll be discussing the draw against Chef Wednesday, the fantastic win away to Lincoln uh, on Tuesday just gone, uh, and then we'll be discussing the Combined Counties League, the two seasons we spent in the Combined Counties League, our favourite players, our favourite towns that we went to, favourite memories of their mad times. Uh, and then we'll be discussing the big game on Saturday at home again at Plough Lane against Wigan. So let me introduce my guest, and that's Danny Baker. How are you, Danny? You all right? How are you, mate? All right. You just had a little bit of a glitch there, but hopefully we've all cracked it. Um, very, very happy today, mate, after uh, Saturday's late recovery and an amazing win yesterday. I don't think, I think that's going to be one of the wins of the season. I'm not saying they were great, but for us to get a win, for Prezi to score, for us to play the way we did, I'm a very, very happy bunny. So, uh, yes, delighted, mate. Absolutely delighted. Well, yeah, brilliant. Like, it's been a brilliant week, to be fair, for women and fans. Uh, four points from, from them two games. I didn't see that happening. Uh, we'll start with Chef Wednesday. I thought Chef Wednesday, I think they're one of the best teams I've seen us play at home. I thought they were big, strong, quick. Uh, Barry Bannon kind of run the game. He was uh, everywhere in that midfield. Mate, uh, how many players did they have who were like decent championship quality? Yeah, that's why Every, I said that. I literally would like, they had like Oyorfa, it was at like Wolves, Gregory up top, Barahino came on, Bannon played. I was like, oh my Patterson. God. Uh, who? Patterson, who was Cardiff. The, the, you know he's only 26. Yeah, yeah I remember him. So, massive, massive grey-haired dude for the penalty. <laughs> he's 26, the geezer. He looks about 40, I tell you. Mate, I just couldn't, literally, I was like, He's quite good. He's quite good. 
that's quite decent. And everyone going from their bench, I was like, oh my God. So yeah. I think that is another good point. I just thought for 70 minutes, I thought it was men versus boys. I thought they absolutely just played off the, us off the park. We were struggling with no, no front men. I re- it's a massive yeah. miss if you don't have a striker. Uh, there's literally one team in the world that can probably do it at the moment, that's Man City. Uh, but then they have five unbelievably attacking good midfielders, which we don't. And I just thought we're really struggling. And when McCormick came on and Presley came on, it you could see the game changed. And then once Nesta finishes, what a finish that is as well. That's a tough finish. I was really annoyed about with, with Presley because I was like, he took a touch when he didn't need it. I was like, oh, no, we're going to miss a chance here. And when he whacked it, I just thought he hit the side netting. But when it went in, I was like, oh, my God. I literally spoke to my mate about a minute before, just saying how, oh, God, I hate these games when it's 25 minutes to go when you're not in it. <laughs> and you're like, just basically sort of treading water. But I was going to ask, what did you make of um, Radoni? He started off at top. What did you make of that? I, I said after the game, I said to my mate, you can't really have a go at Radoni. It's his worst game. It was a very, he had a very bad game, very poor game, but he's not a striker. So you can't really have a go at him because he's playing in a position that he's, I don't know if he's played at a youth level, but he's not a League One striker in a million years. Uh, I would never like to see him back up there at top again because literally everything we we threw, we kept putting balls into the air and stuff like that. And they were just lapping it. They had three centre-backs who were going, cheers. Every time they just get it and, and it come back at us. They so. were huge. They weren't just tall. Yeah. And I thought he worked hard with Donny. I'm, I'm with you on it. I, he's definitely not a natural striker. No. But he, he obviously, the game plan was probably to get him to, well, like everyone else, to get the ball and bring other players in. Um, but fair play for him for sticking at it and getting equalised at the end. I thought, like, like, I totally agree with you. I thought they were, they looked like at any point they could tear us apart. They just seemed to be just more dynamic off the ball. Like every time they got the ball, there were three or four runners. We didn't have that. Yeah, they seemed, they, I wouldn't say it was well better drilled or anything. They just were just better, were just better players. Yeah, I, um, I, I was impressed with their right back. Is it their right back Hunt? I was yeah. really impressed with him. Some good deliveries into the he box, very quick. As well, wasn't he? he was getting proper high. Uh, and there's times when they they played, they were in very small areas, and they just played their way out of it so quickly and so good. And then I think just before Nesta scored, I said to we were saying near us is this could end up being four or five nil. Yeah, we were two nil down. I think. Zanev makes two um, but like two world-class saves. Like the one where he literally does no idea where it is, and it, it kind of hits him, but he throws himself at the ball. It's just unbelievable. If that goes three-one, we lose that game all all day. And Zanev just yeah, he, he he was brilliant again. He's such a what's the word I need? King Pinchlin or Saint King Lynchpin of the of the team there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he is though. He's such a big part. And I was saying to my boy. After Saturday and Tuesday, we, we we went on Saturday and I was saying to him, like, how he was on loan at Sutton and where was he before? Hemel Hempstead. I wasn't even getting a look in over the likes of Trot and things like that. And he's come in, he's just looking like a, a League One goalkeeper now. He's brilliant. He is he really brilliant. Does. And you, were, you, you must have been quite close where you sit for the penalty. What was going on? Did I, you- I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't think it was a penalty at all at the time. I had no idea. I, I don't think memory. Sheffield Wednesday fans thought it was a penalty. I've seen it on TV a number of times now. I still don't think it's a penalty. I think if it's a touch, it's a very tiny touch on him. And he goes down like he's been shot. I've got to say again, I don't want to be licking the Sheffield Wednesday fans' asses and all that, but I thought they were brilliant on Saturday. They yeah, made it right. such a good atmosphere that they made Wimbledon fans stand up and sing and cheer and stuff like that. There was no ag between them. They weren't they weren't really caring about us. It was quite funny when we went two all because obviously they were giving us a little bit of stick at 2-0, which you do. 
but yeah, it was just it was brilliant to be back at Plough Lane. I love that place. It's unbelievable, Plough Lane. Uh, but yeah, it was just. Yeah. No, good. I, mean, I think it's a, another another little step forward. I think. I mean, thinking about we've had we played the the bigger guns. We played what? Played Sheffield Wednesday. Played Sunderland. Both games. Yep. We've been we've been competitive. We've been really competitive, and and like I said, I think moving forward, I think we've got a lot to take of it. I'm also really pleased with Bresley because. I felt him coming on occupied a couple of their centre-backs or occupied at least one of the bigger lads. And it meant that him coming on with McCormick just changed the dynamic. And again, he, another delivery. My mate was telling me that sort of goals involved per minute on the pitch, he's the, he's the highest, McCormick, over Hartigan, which surprised me. Um, but yeah, very, very, very impressed. It looked like we're doing good stuff. Enjoy, I always enjoy Plough Lane, but it was... Um, yeah, it was really... I'm just looking forward to it with Plough Lane when it absolutely chucks it down. We've had it once, but there's no, like, cover anywhere on that concourse on the outside. Um, and when it absolutely pisses it down, I'd be interested to see where 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 fans gravitate to. You mean in the, vans, the fan zone? In in the fan zone, as they say. The, the fan zone. Yeah, I, again, that's one. That's another point, I think, for another pod. But, yeah, we, we I've heard there is there is plans to have some kind of cover on there because yeah there is that little bit of cover just outside the phoenix but that's not going to house everyone into it and when it's a yeah. nice day it's, it's it's brilliant but yeah it does need some kind of cover there the one i was going to raise with you dan was uh henry lawrence i was very surprised to see he wasn't starting on saturday because yeah. i think he is unbelievable as a as a footballer and i think he has to start pretty much every game uh we'll come on to tuesday in a minute it's hard though, mate we spoke as before he is good but if he's been away, he's obviously flown with a couple of under-20 games. I know he's young, but these guys, they can't play every week. They just can't do it. Not every game, every week. They're going to be... I mean, for instance, we'll come to Lincoln, but Asao is an ex-one who needs a bit of a... who just need, might need a, a game off. Um, yeah, and that's I, what's annoying. Sorry, Lee. That's, that, that's what's annoying about next Tuesday. We've got, we have to play Palace. I mean, that's exactly what's annoying. I spoke to you briefly before we started, but the fact that we've got to play a certain amount of our first team in the cup competition that, to be frank, we shouldn't be playing Palace. And, and they need to rethink how they... I don't mind the competition, but the way that they dress it up, that you've got to play a certain amount of first teamers, it's a nonsense. And we, we could lose, potentially, a very important player, all because of some rubbish rule on a, on a cup that, frankly, no one really cares until you get to the quarterfinals of. So, yeah, a bit frustrated about that, to be honest. No, I agree. I mean, with, with regards to... The, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always for no B teams in that cup. It's, it was the League One and League Two chances to play each other, that kind of competition to get to Wembley uh, and have a day out and stuff like that. Obviously, you're still going to get the big teams in like Sunderland's and your Chef Wednesdays now, but then that's their fault for being in that kind of division. Uh, the Palace under-23s and Chelsea's and all that. Yeah, I think if you're playing them, you should be able to... At the end of the day, your league's your bread and butter. And if you're in a relegation battle in League One or League Two, are you really going to take... The under twenty three competition, well, not and even under twenty three, the Johnson Patriot or the Pizza Trophy, the Pizza Trophy. Are you really going? Are you really going to take it that seriously? You, you, you're not really because you're going to want to be putting your best players into league games that are coming thick and fast at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, I just think the Pizza Trophy. We just got to just. I think maybe we can't afford to take a fine on it either. I was going to say take the fine, but I don't think we can. I just don't understand, Oli. Like. What the cheek of it is that Man City can play anybody they like on any match they want, Champions League, Premier League, 
whatever you want. You play whatever 11 you want to do. And then all of a sudden, lower down, we have this nonsense cup that basically someone says, no, 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 no. You have to play a certain number of people and a certain number of like in, in a match. I just, I find it completely embarrassing that we have to be dealt with that card. And I don't you know, know why. You know, what, you know why it is? It's because they don't want to devalue the competition from putting in under 23 teams. They know they've made a mistake doing that. So they tell you that if they know that during, against Palace under 23 on Tuesday, we'd probably play a weekend team. We'd probably play youth team players. We'd probably bring Alfie Bender in if he can play and stuff like that. And we'd play that kind of... And, and no one really would want to watch it where they know if the, you have to play first team. Who, I mean? who, who instigates this? Because if it's an FA thing, then they should do that. They should have to do that for the FA Cup because it is a nonsense that in round three, South, South Stockport could have their game of a lifetime and there's not a single first team player playing. That's got to be as bad as Wimbledon, and it, I mean that. Because I still think the I still think the FA Cup you have to play, you have you can't weaken it that much because there's people, teams like Bournemouth think, and stuff. I'm sure they've been fined, but then you got to remember these big teams can take fines. You you find Man City ten thousand for playing a weakened team. That's that's like me and you playing ten p fine. Ruling in the FA Cup at all regarding um, having to play a certain amount of players um, from the game you had before. I don't think there's anyone. Because we, we do need to rest him, like as you said there. I thought Asal was man of match against Chef Wednesday, he was absolutely superb. If we move on to it, uh, Lincoln, I, it was one of his worst games that he's had, but yeah. he's yeah. going to get tired. And do you know what I mean? If we're going to have to play him on Saturday and then on Tuesday, what do we expect from these young players when we're playing them literally all the time? And as I said, our leagues, the league's our bread and butter. I just think you know, the pizza trophy, you just got to take the, you've got to take it as it is. And try and play the strong, not the strongest team, but as as strong as you can get it without breaking any rules. Do you know what I mean? Because we we don't want to be getting in fight. We want to be getting through them because that would be it's more money for us. I think you get ten grand if you win. What win the whole thing? No, the game. The game against Palace. If you win a game, I think it's around about ten grand that you win if you get but, if you win a game. On, on the bigger scheme of things, we've seen with with Palmer against Arsenal that. We we've picked a player who was a 50-50 who kind of wanted to play, etc. And we've lost our centre forward for the best part of God knows how long. All it takes, we've got, let's face it, right? We've got one centre forward, that's it at the moment. We've got two centre backs, that's it at the moment. We've got plenty of people who can play in and around the midfield area. We've got one left back, recognised one left back. We've got one, two right backs. H how gutted are you going to feel? If we have to play a defender and he goes, do you know what? We're going to play PK. He gets injured. We've got, we got Dan football playing for us at centre-back for the rest of it, for the rest of up until Christmas. I'll be absolutely gutted. Yeah, but you, you can't say the Palmer way. You can't put Palmer in as an example for playing well, the pizza yeah. trophy. Well, no, you, you can't because Palmer knew, Palmer knew he was injured. Robbo yeah. knew he was injured. Robbo should have said, no, I'm not playing you because you're injured. Not because he wanted to play the game of his lifetime because he knows he's coming to the end of his career. He's an Arsenal fan and wanted to play at the Emirates. So he should never play that game because he knew he was injured. He knew he was injured he knew, and he knew he shouldn't have played that game. He but played it, players, but though, he got injured because he played that game. But there will be players who will play on Tuesday with a knock because most footballers do anyway. And it's an opportunity to get rested and the someone's going to play. I'm not having the Palmer one's totally different. Palmer should never play that game. He knew he shouldn't play that game. But because he wanted to live out his boyhood dream, we've now lost him for pretty much a whole season. Yeah, All that's I've totally different to us having to play play. If we lose a player against Crystal Palace under 23s who is a starter of any description, we 
are at we are at a loss over the competition. Then then we have to rest these players and say to whoever's not, in charge, you yeah, but, yeah, but who, yeah, but not resting them, but whoever's in charge and say, look, this player's got a knock, he can't play. Do you know what I mean? That's fine, but if the rules state that you've got to play four or five, I think it's four maybe starters from the last game. I don't know what the exact ruling is. I then, think it's five or six, yeah. Pa- Palmer should it, never... Don't get me started on the Palmer debate because no, we're going to go right off. I don't want to get you started too much more, but it's just... We'll go straight off tangent because he should never have played in that game in the first place. He knew he was injured. Robbo should have taken uh, the leadership on that and said, look, you're not playing or you're sub and you'll come on if you're if you're fit enough. Weren't fit enough to play against Plymouth. You definitely weren't fit enough to play against Arsenal. Anyway, let's move on to Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, what a win that is. I thought first half, that was the best I've seen us play this season. Uh, yeah. Possibly under Robbo. The, the intensity, the, the tracking... The closing down was just they couldn't live with us, Lincoln, for large parts. I think we were all fooled by Lincoln because they'd done so well last year that people have not looked in their form or where they are in the table because they're not much. They were what they were, what two points higher than us, one point higher than us. Yeah, we've we've now leapfrogged them and gone above them. I thought we should have scored a couple of goals. Zanef, I can't remember having him having a real save or a, we had a real scare against them. I just thought we absolutely yeah, and I I do oh. Kind of a little apology to Stephen. Is it no Aaron Presley? Stephen Presley's dad, Aaron Presley, because I've been very, been very critical of Presley. You have said he's not good enough for this level. You have been. You have done this. <laughs> Carry on, please. We still got our bet. He's still got to get six more goals. We have. But I've been very, very impressed with Presley in the last few games. That he's actually now getting involved. He, he could still. I think he will get better. And he, he yeah, I, I don't want to be too critical again. But I think he's been brilliant for us in the so fact that... So what do we need to say to Aaron Presley, Lou? <laughs> well, I've already said it. I just said it. What, what do we need to say to Aaron Presley? Well, I, I do apologise for being overly critical. Sorry, it's... Aaron. I didn't mean it. Well, no. It's, I didn't mean it. the podcast. I did mean it. I did, you know what I mean? He still needs goals, but then, yeah, it's... He might not be one of these people that score goals. He'll, he'll be the one that, yeah, I, I've, I've been very impressed with him the last two games, especially against Lincoln. I thought he made a big difference to getting Asal McCormick in the game. Yeah, he did work really so. hard. He did work with a good penalty, well taken. It's the, that's the second penalty he scored. Scoring goals. And like I said, it's just the thing with this Wimbledon team is that it, the work rate is phenomenal. Like, I mean, we can say certain players aren't either very good or they're struggling for quality. We can say that. But no one can say that people like Presley, people like Chisley, I know we've spoken about quality of them on the ball, but they're, they're all grafters. There isn't a single person that you think, do you know what, you are, you're you a passenger in the team. Um, mm. and, and, it, and the first half, the pressing, like I said, the, the constant press as well, it wasn't a case of we'll pick and choose. They were just, we were just on it from ball one, got that early goal, and it would have been very, very easy for us just to sit back and go, do you know what, well, now we're going to just defend for 80 minutes. And we didn't. We, kept, a... going, we kept going. It was great. First half was unreal. Second half was a dogged. We had to dig deep to defend. Again, we didn't have any real shots at us or anything that was for all. Blimey, was Salas made a great save, something like that. But we've had to we've had to defend smart. Thought Woodyard was excellent in everything he did. I think he kind of had a prove a point to prove against his old team. Has I he don't had know. Been this year, Woodyard. I mean, maybe Arsenal, but I don't think Arsenal was a bad game. I just felt the standard was. He's been it's, fantastic. It's a mad one for me because Woodyard was, I thought, pretty. Awful last season. I, I wasn't overly keen on. I didn't see what he brought to the team. Really, he gave away a lot of fouls, a lot of bookings, needless silly bookings. But this year, I think with fans back, 
you kind of see he gets a tackle and everyone is going mental. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where where he's playing behind closed doors, it's like a tackle and there's literally like nothing. It's like tumbleweed going past. Did you? I don't know if you noticed. I, I watched the game and I noticed at the end. Did you not? He didn't want to. He did not like he didn't want to clap the away fans. Sorry, it's just like he was walking off and Robbo then made him go over and clap the away fans. I didn't know if that was a thing because he was ex Lincoln or if he was like his mates were there. But he Robbo had to make him go over and clap the away fans. What, what, just what? Just would he? Yeah, I, I thought it was because he was ex-Lincoln or something. It maybe had a few mates still at Lincoln and he was going to go say hello to them or stuff or he didn't want to be rude, but yeah. yeah maybe. Because Woody ain't like that anyway. He loves it, so. No, it was, it was a, that was a, a re, again, considering we, whether we, we have spoken a bit about it, but we have been on a little bit of a bad turn of form, particularly in the league. For, I don't necessarily think 100% due to us. I think losing players in key positions has taken its toll. I think the break has obviously done us good because although we've had, we've lost Nightingale and Marsh, we've and Palmer for extended, which we don't even know what that's about. But we have we have seemed to have, have played some good stuff. And we spoke about the three games coming up, and we would have taken three, and we're already on four points, yep. which is what wicked. And we're going to lose into Milton Keynes on yesterday. Um, gives us a gives us hopefully a decent punt here. I just I'd be fascinated to know how, but well what the game plan is moving forward with what we've got. Because obviously, if Palmer's going to be out for an extended amount of time, Presley can't play every game. If he's carrying on up now, he's not going to play every game. Because we're now Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for a period of time. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But but a great win. And um, yeah, we're, I think we're exactly where we should be. Sort of middle of the middle of the pack. And I'm, I'm happy with that, to be honest with you. Take that all day, take that all day, mate. And I thought again, talking about another one who's been absolutely superb for us at the moment is Anthony Hartigan. What yeah. a player he's becoming, some of the balls, some of his passing. Every time watch the games, he just wants it constantly, he just wants the ball. Oh, as you know, I I I've been a very big critic of him. And and very. since he's been I and I apologize and as you apologize <laughs> to Aaron, I will apologize to Anthony because he's been very, very good this year. I always felt, and it sounds like a really soft point, but I always felt that when he used to get the ball and pass it horizontally. It would go horizontally. Everyone took a bit of an extra touch, and then we played. He was it was less. I wouldn't say risk taking, but he just seemed to be like this is a hundred percent easy pass. And now he seems to be taking initiative, looking to looking to score. I think also he's put a bit of muscle on. You can tell he's a little bit bigger than before, and I think that's made a huge difference. The fans all you know. I know people have been critical. I'm one of them. I'm not a vocal critic of players but I have said it on the podcast but he definitely definitely has shown much more signs of improvement this year I'd love another I'd love a goal another goal or two out of him I think he's definitely something to offer him and Woodyard to be honest but I think for, from where we're at you know he I, I'm delighted with where he's where he is and long may that continue that's what I thought against as again Lincoln I thought they were superb Woodyard and Hartigan for Asal, even though he was still threatening, he had one of his worst games, but he was still a threat. He still didn't let them have any seconds on the ball. He closed them down. And I just thought, yeah, we we looked really... I, I, not that Lincoln were bad. I think we made them look bad because we were so good. They just couldn't live with us. And if we can play like that against the weaker teams in our league, I'm not saying Lincoln will be that weak, but they're down there at the moment. They're not exactly flying high. Then I think we'll get points... Easily, it's against the big teams where we have to do what we did against Sheffield Wednesday. And how massive as well was a clean sheet, by the way. I mean, yeah, we literally, we barely had one. We, I don't, we've not had one in the league, and we only had one in 
Northampton away, which was a car crash football match. So to us to actually have that first clean sheet without Nightingale will will put us in a in a really fantastic spot moving forward no. to, to Wigan, definitely. No, I agree. I agree. Right, so we leave it there and then when we come back, we'll discuss the old Combine County days. As I said, two seasons in Combine Counties. We'll win it again. We'll win it again. The Combine Counties will we'll win, win it again. again. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back. And as as I said previously, we're going to be discussing the Combined Counties Leagues, uh, which is obviously where we started uh, when AFC Wimbledon uh, continued from Wimbledon FC uh, and we went to the Combined Counties League. Uh, a lot of people might not know about the Combined Counties League, especially our younger listeners uh i was there uh thoroughly enjoyed it question for you danny would you do it again yeah i, I, I don't want to do it again <laughs> uh, we we we've, we've gone to like the games where there's like a game of little league football going on and then we run on after um but it was quite funny i mean there were i mean everyone's got their own sort of funny stories about it but i i i yeah i, I would definitely do it again and i'm very very pleased that i did it Mainly just because of the kind of the journey that other Wimbledon fans have gone through in the non-leagues. But some of it, Lee, some of it was <laughs> absolute shambles. That's, I don't know if I could do it again. I, don't, I think at that time, I was obviously, when was the Combine Counties? When was, when did we? I've got it on here. 2002 to 2003 was our first year in the Combine Counties. So uh, how many years ago is that? Sorry, my maths is awful. I can't Not far straight. off, not far off 20 years. That's 19 years. Oh, so, so I was I was about 20, 21 at the time. So I think I was on the crest of a wave at the time of AFC Wimbledon were just new. It was brilliant. Like we were going out drinking and stuff like that to do it. Uh, now at 40, I don't think I could go and stand on a, on the a terrace at Ash United or Cheson and Hook and places. That I think because I was so drunk and I was just enjoying it all, I, I, I loved it. At the time, I remember, as again, most people remember it, Sandhurst. First game, uh, and we all got down there, and it's like we we used to go into again Hillsborough, Chef Wednesdays, Old Trafford's, Highbury, and stuff like that. And then now I'm standing on a hay bale watching Keith Ward, a pass to a guy called Memet Memet, and it was just madness. <laughs> like it was just brilliant. Though. It was it was good. It was good. It was good days. I remember Merston when we went to Merston. I do remember that. That's the one when I remember like like it being like a little league before. <laughs> We turned up. It was like, right, come on, kids, get off. The Wimbledon team are coming on now. We were, me and my dad were like, what? They thought they, we were bringing three thousand down, and they made three thousand cheese rolls. Oh, they made so many rolls, and they just sent in that. Though, to be fair. <laughs> well, they started giving them away after the game because they couldn't I sell mean, them. Did, so, did, did it take a lot of convincing? Because my dad, when we left Wimbledon, left obviously and did their thing. Me and my mates went to the Sutton United game, and we were lucky ones to get in because I know there was people who didn't get in. Yeah, and I remember being like, wow, there's a lot of people here. And me and my mates were like, do you know what? We're just going to give it this season. We'll have a look at it and we'll decide what we do. Um, and within the first four or five games, we were loving it. My dad was a bit more sceptical. But when we had the first couple of, once we had the first couple of league games out of the way, he properly enjoyed it. He had, I mean, to be fair, my dad had no idea what was going on. <laughs> in terms of like, I mean, I'm, I'm literally on the website now, which by the way, is quite funny. We look at the website before. And the list of players, Lee, I mean, literally, 
you can't see my phone. Yeah, it's it just hundreds. Be, I looked, it's yeah. Unbelievable. Like the 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 sheer number of different players. Yeah. And, and going down there of the teams who didn't play in the league but played friendlies, it is like staggering. Some, the sheer some, number. Some of the fans now think that we have a bit of overall most seasons. You think non-league, we'd literally have a player for a week and then he'd go and then we'd give seven days notice and get someone else in. It was just mad the amount of players. I I didn't enjoy it at first. I did I didn't think it would uh it would go anywhere. I didn't I went to Sutton uh, and I've gone from watching Robbie Ells and Efana Cuckoos and Alan Kimballs, who were like heroes and legends of mine, to watching guys that work in the pub who could half like kick a ball about a little bit. And I was like, this is not, this is not going to be for me. I just, I, I didn't enjoy it. Now I didn't enjoy any of the friendlies really. I went to most of them, saw Trigger score his first goal at Bromley. I think we were getting beat most weeks as well, I think in friendlies. And then what turned it for me was, was Sandhurst going there with everyone. I think, didn't we score in the last minute at Sandhurst? And then there's that picture of everyone kind of on the pitch kind of thing. No, uh, we got, it was two early goals. Was it? I remember we scored. And everyone, yeah, Ward scored, and everyone just went mental. And there's that picture with, and it looks like the barriers just about bend over, bend down, and stuff like that. And yeah, a couple of my mates are coming, running through the pitch and stuff. And that's why I thought, actually, I'm going to, this is, yeah, I'll have a bit of this. And started going all the time. And you do go to some funny places. I'm a bit of a ground hopper and a bit of a sad over guys to football stadiums and going to places like Westfield. And we went, I don't know if it was the combine count. We weren't in the combine counties, I think, but going to places like Debenhams. The amount of stick I got from mates from going to these places where they're going to watch these massive teams and we're going to a place that holds just 4,000 people. But as it's, it's even the league, mate. Like some of the, like in the first season, we played a, t- we played a team called Frenford Senior <laughs> in a cup. That's something where I used to live up in Essex. That's what I mean. Yeah, Brentford. And they literally have got just a bar around the pitch. They have got no stands, nothing. They're just... There's also... Oh, I'm looking through it. There's, there was two teams in Chessington. <laughs> yeah, you had Chessington and Chessington and Hook. Chessington and Hook United and Chessington. The one that used to make me laugh was when we, we played Biking Green for the home. Yeah. Beat them eight or nine nil. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and sure. the goalie couldn't touch the bar. Like, like, he had to like jump as high as he could to touch it. He was just standing there and he couldn't reach it. And we absolutely mullered them. I remember one game, it was at home on a Tuesday night and we were giving the defender a bit of stick. I think he was a bit porky and he had a bit of meat on him and stuff like that. So we were giving him a bit of stick. And then his own players started going, oh, John, look at, look, mate, look. They're calling you fat. Look, you're fat, look. Look, John, do you want a pie? Look, the geezer got a pie for you. As they're all taking the piss out of him and we're, to- we're taking the corner's come over and we're scored from it. And they're not even, they're not marking it. All they're doing is taking the piss out of their left back who's on the post getting loads of stick for being fat. I mean, the attendances were pretty good, you know. Like, I think we averaged about three thousand. Yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot of three thousands. Obviously, the first one, which was chips, did was four one, and then after that, a lot of them were sort of threes until we got sort of near Christmas, where it kind of started to go around about the sort of late twos. But um, it was fantastic. Absolutely, what, yeah, it's good. What always makes me laugh, Danny, is you'd think that first season in the Combine County it's probably done us a favour, being because where we went so quick. We might have struggled a couple of seasons like up, and we might have stayed in the Roman a little bit longer if we hadn't stayed in the combined counties a little bit longer. Because I think we finished third in the combined counties with 111 points. We finished third or something like that. Yeah, Viking Greenwood got 100. Sorry, with Dean, 
with Dean 2000, got 124 points. <laughs> yeah, and then you had Wallingford. Wallingford got 115, <laughs> and then it was us, and everyone else was like... And you know what annoyed me about them is I don't think both of them could go up. I don't think they uh, had the grounds. Wallingford, Wallingford didn't go up. Yeah, Wallingford uh, could never go up. Have a look. I don't even think with Dean did either. Well, with Dean had a load of money pumped into him at the time, I think, at, at them times. They were trying to get go up the leagues. Wallingford was just a little village outside Oxfordshire that just had, lucky enough had a decent... Well, we ended up nicking one of their players, didn't we, Shane Smalking? Well, mate, listen, right? He was just with unbelievable. Dean, with Dean won the league that year. Next year, fourth from bottom. Yes. <laughs> they won the league and then they went down to fourth from bottom. Mate, we went unbeaten that year, didn't we? The second year in the combined counties. I think we scored 146 goals. I think it was. 180 goals. 32 conceded. Kevin Cooper scored 100 of them. Do you remember Kevin, remember Kevin Cooper? Do you remember his, uh, his free kick tactic? Do you, remember, do you remember when he used to be on free kicks? And I he'd always score from it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. what he'd do is he'd, he'd just blast it low and the ball would always jump. So I think that's probably why they started putting people behind the walls nowadays because they saw Kevin Cooper do it back in the combine counties. He would just literally smash it low and the big fat geezer would just barely get off the ground in the wall and it would just go under him. And uh, I'm just bing. looking at the sheer number of sort of like player changes. There are so, so many, so many players. It has been ridiculous. The list is mental. There were some obviously like people who who stuck it round. Simon Bassey. Well, yeah, Bass has been there for years. Gavin Bolger, he played a lot. Cooper, obviously. Well, Gavin Ever Bolger won a young player of the year. Oh, I don't know. Everard, Everard joined us middle of that year and was obviously really good. <laughs> Everard used to score about 20, 25 goals a season. Dan Danny <laughs> Oakin. back. Danny good. Lee Parsmore. Remember the one? Uh, we had Steve Sidwell. We had Lee Sidwell, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Steve Sidwell's good. brother. He was Lee Sidwell, I thought he was excellent. He won our player of the year as well, I think, first first or second season. And obviously Keith Ward. Keith Ward, what a player. He's about I 60. I, I tell you who I really like, though. Do you remember Ali Russell? Yeah, big Ali Russell. Yeah, yeah. I, used to, I used to quite like him. Didn't he score a hat-trick in one of his first games? Yeah, I think he... I think and then he never scored again, didn't he? He was like our non-league Cole England. scored that unbelievable goal at home. Do you remember? Like, it went top of top bins in that first year and everyone just completely lost it. Didn't he end up going to New Zealand or something? Didn't he end up playing? I think he ended up being the New I Zealand. Think Tim Johnson did. Didn't also um, Frankie Howard? Didn't he play as well out there? He went. I think he went to the States. Frankie Howard. I don't know. Tim Johnson ended up being the the New Zealand international football coach. Either the women's yeah, he one. Was. I'm pretty one. sure you're right there. But and yeah, it's some days, man. Darren Dobinson. Darren, yeah, from Rains Park, we got him. Wade Falana. Wade Falana. <laughs> <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember Wade Falana? He was absolutely nuts. Wasn't, absolutely um, nuts. Wasn't Mickey Fernandez one of like the, like the fans hardcore? Do you remember? Well, I saw Mickey at the Plough Lane the other day. Yeah, he was like one, he, of the, one of the, like the fans hardcore. And then didn't didn't he, he, he won a raffle, didn't he, to play him for women? He was good. I'll tell you what, he was good, though. He's the footballing postman. And I, see, I used to see this guy a lot on the way to work, Ryan Gray. Ryan Gray, yeah. Yeah, he was a good... He Mickey, was, Mickey Fernandez was with his mates on Saturday at Plough Lane. He was very good. He was um, a diehard Wimbledon fan before. Shane yeah, and then he yeah. Andy Sullivan. Shane Smalkin was unbelievable for a little fat dude. Jamie Taylor and Lewis Taylor. Jamie Taylor, was that the forward Jamie Taylor? Yeah. 
But you said the other week if they played football league for us. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. That you didn't. You did not listen to the quiz properly. Well, I was doing Paul the Scott. Team. He was the guy who was at Whiteleaf, the forward, wasn't he? Yeah. So where, where would you say uh, we've done? A, where would you say was your favourite place when you we were going combine? Because it was local. It was quite easy. Every, everywhere was about for the most the, most, the trip. The biggest travel you have is about forty five minutes away. I was always relatively happy, quite local. So Banstead, uh, that was always quite happy days for me. We played Banstead. We play. I'm looking at Chipstead. My mate used to play for Chipstead. He played in the first game against us, which was annoying. Um, so the lad at our school played for Chipstead, so they, that was annoying. Um, Rains Park Vale. <laughs> yeah. That was quite. That was the big, the big derbies. Took so that four thousand at the home game for against Ray Park. The, the best ones for me is when we got into like the cup finals and we end up playing at Woking. And we'd been to all these little small grounds and then you end up at Woking, which has got that massive stand at the time and everyone was just buzzing to get back to a normal stand. I think we played Friday night. I think we played Woking in a cup. I think everyone was on the piss at midday in Woking, just getting on it because it was a cup final and everyone was treating it like a proper big cup what, final. I'm looking through this and I'm looking at a lot of games and it's obviously a while back, but I remember in the FA Vars, we were doing all right and we lost to Cone. Yeah, yeah, it all kicked off, didn't it? Abs- yeah, I was gutted, like properly gutted that year. I thought, God, this is going to be quite exciting. I don't know how close we got to the end, but it's middle of January, so it must have been decent sort of level. But I think we've done all right now. And then, yeah, they just bought, they were like a northern team from like the northern Premier League, uh, proper nasty. Yeah, it was good. Mental, like, no matter what league, you find a derby or you find like a rivalry, like. We only we weren't in that league two years. We had Wallingford, who like we had come to blows with, and it was like <laughs> the bar. The thing I loved the... yeah, that was horrible. And some in Oxfordshire, where they're like yeah. loads of trees all around the outside. Yeah, but being, being Wimbledon fans, I think they put on their own train, didn't they? They got a train to go from the little from where I can't remember, but it went to a little village, and it was just Wimbledon fans on this train going down to to the ground, and they they got it all put on and everything. What I used to love about it is that you could go three 0 down. Against a team, and still think you're in with a and you knew you were going to still win the game, and we ended up winning it like, like six well, through. Don't worry about this. We got yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like madness to me. Dead font, we beat eight nil. Eight. Did you eight ever go to the one at Heathrow Airport? No, I think that was Bed font. I think it was Bed font. and literally you're on the end of the end of the runway, so you you be watching, and in your ear is that was one of your farts, was it? Oh yeah, well it sounded like an F1 car more than an aeroplane. I don't remember. Back then, thinking we would get anywhere near where we are, you know, and it is yeah. a good reminder that within 20 years, you look at where where we started and where we are. And I know people are going to go, oh, he's soppy or whatever. And people, you know, always, there's always somebody negative. We had it on the post this week. Someone's always going to slag something off. But it's, it is amazing, like, how when you stop for a second and then take away you know, wanting to beat Wigan on Saturday, the journey has been has been pretty funny. And I think we, I think, I, I know some of the younger fans obviously won't know. They they obviously will only know now or the last 10 years, right? But I don't think we pay enough attention or we give enough kudos to the players that were in that, that helped us there. The Danny Oakins, the Lee Sidwells, yeah, the things like that. They're kind of forgotten now in the history of AFC Wimbledon. But they're, they're all part of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I will go off the, com- the Combine Counties one. is The big one for me is the Ryman Prem uh, when yeah, we beat Staines. Yeah. And Debola weren't really in the mix. He'd go down alone, come back, scored a free kick to win us the game. Them kind of players we need to pay a little bit more respect to because the Combine Counties days is where it all started. 
yeah. and they fully jumped on board with it. Obviously, Dave Anderson had to come in and kind of clean us up a little bit because some of the uh, coach stories are unbelievable. Really? Gareth, we had Gareth Graham on. He said it was um, like literally. I think they were. I think they lived in the pill. I think that's where the team meetings were for oh the Convine Counties boys. And you think people like Kevin Cooper scored 114 goals in like two seasons for us. That's Do you know what I mean? And he playing in the first game at Sutton and then the next thing going, oh yeah, he signed for us. We were like, what? And you think obviously he had a bit of talent then to be playing for Sutton, like to go on and play, for, he could have had a chance playing Sutton, who probably would have been what? Conference, South Conference then? I don't think they would have been as high as they are now. But these teams were all... Would we have been big payers back then? Or do you think no. it was just the fact of the big state? I mean, we must have obviously chucked him a few quid because we must have chucked him a few quid. But I, I wonder whether it was whether people moved there because I like, do you know what? I want to play for a big club and I'm seeing some momentum, or whether it was just a case of yeah, they're a big club and they're going to chuck me a few bob, so I'm going to go. I don't think we chucked bob. I don't. I don't really don't think we chucked money. Here. I think we paid what was the going rate in that league, or we paid one league above us. So if we were in the combined counties league, we were playing. We were paying Division One or Ryman Premier League money. We weren't going. Oh, we will get two hundred quid a week. We were going. Actually, you're paying. You're getting paid fifty quid a week, but you're paying for AFC Wimbledon. I, I always wonder if, I, like, when I interview and we speak to ex players, especially at a level, is do they wish they had signed for us earlier? Yeah. Do like people like Alan Innes, John Main, Danny Kedwell, who were just knocking around non-league circuit, had a good non-league career, but do they wish they had played for AFC Wimbledon pretty much from the start and got on that wave straight away and just loved it? Because you speak to them, they absolutely loved them early days. And as I said, these were good non-league players who played literally pro- most, most of their career was non-league. Well, it's interesting. One of our good mates, and you might not want me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, sorry, Gareth. But he was basically the Bromley keeper. Do you remember we had the big rivalry with Bromley? Yeah, that was great. Remember the game with. Um, you never with, kicked it straight in the top David, corner. Brian Hall scored from almost yeah. the halfway line. He was and there. We he went was absolutely at that time. mental. And he basically was offered by Terry Brown the opportunity to come and be Wimbledon's number two behind Pullen at the time. Yeah, and he, he basically said no. He wanted to stay at Bromley because he was guaranteed first team football. So he didn't, and obviously Seb Brown was stayed at number two, and Pullen broke his leg, I think, and that was it. And he was always like, "I could have played Wimbledon." I was like, "Yeah, but yeah, but you didn't." But <laughs> whether or not looking back, whether that was something that you might be like, "Do you know what that whether that was a good good move or not?" I mean, it's always it's always swings and roundabouts, I suppose. But that's but why it's been a big crowd to want to to play in front of when you've not played in front of anybody. To play in front of 3,000 people and think, do you know what? I could quite easily do a reversal and jump up a couple of leagues. And all of a sudden, you're in a shop window, you know, and you've got some people like Christian well, Jolly look, who came from nowhere and started tripping on the leagues. It, it must yeah. be. Enough. Look at Rob Ursel, Rob man. What a player he was at oh those days when he just tripped people up and things. But, you know, you were saying about Pullen, then he's the uh, Ipswich kit man now. Who? James Pullen. No. Ipswich kit man, yeah. It's it's our man. Like where are they now? That is what <laughs> needs to happen. We need to pick like our our dream non-league eleven. And where are they now? They're like league positions, or even a combined county slash Ryman Prem. Our favourite eleven. I'm just writing it down now already. <laughs> Andy I'm, I'm Andy Little in goal. Well, I want to. I want to know what clubs. I know some clubs absolutely hated us. They hated us. I, I would say it was more jealousy and everything. Yeah, that was especially in the Combine County. I don't think Wallingford as much did. I know with Dean and things like that, did you? Chesnut and Hook hated us. They were jealous as anything. But a lot of them, done, like you look at Merstham now, 
most of them are built stands because of the money that we bought into them. There's clubs out there, obviously, some of the chairmen nicked it and the clubs didn't go great and still didn't. But there's a lot of clubs out there that we we seriously helped financially with the amount yeah. of people that we would bring down that you'd make your yearly money in just one game normally. Do you know what I mean? And Definitely. Well, the only other man. player, non-league, I used to love, and I was so gutted when he got released. Do you remember um, Steve Ferguson? Yep, loved him. Just put more pace, though. Oh, just a proper head down, I'm going, Merchant. I used to love no, Steve. No, the one, the one I loved, and he was a striker. And again, I always forget his name, but I always, I always remember him being, uh, he had springs in his boots. And we signed him from somewhere up near St. Albans Way, that way. Uh, Paul Barnes, that's it, Paul Barnes. And he, I think he would have gone a long, long way in the game if it weren't for travelling and stuff like that. But we had so many. Remember the, like the trials, the trials. Have you, have you ever looked at the picture of the trials that we had? I remember getting the DVD of it. There's a picture and there's one geezer in shoes, jeans, and he's got glasses on. I don't know his name and someone probably will tell me, but he had jeans on and shoes and he was coming to the trial players. He rippled them and it was just brilliant. There was players there from left, right and centre. There was ex Fulham, Joe Shearing, first captain. That was good. I've I've literally just put forward a very basic, I haven't got a right back or another midfielder, but I'd Andy Little, Mickey Haswell, Everard, and Howard at centre back. In no the combined right. counties? No, but I've got, I've got, I had to include you a little can't bit. You not have a non league 11. You've I, had got to that. Bring, I had to bring a little bit of that into it. I had Sidwell, Ursel, Butler, and Cooper. God. Butler, yeah. What about you? Having, you're not having John Main? That, no, I've got him as conference. That's a different era for me. That's sort of like a different era. So, go, last question then for you on this one. Yep. Going back a little bit to the Football League Trophy, which I know is a bit of a, oh, shut up. But do you think it would make sense to rather than have it as the Premier League academies, whether they used it as a branch up for the conference and said, you know what, the conference now, it's becoming, it's more and more likely that they're pushing towards that being like a League Five, whether there is logic to go, we'll get rid of the conference, but we'll get rid of all of the under-23s, but the conference... You, you can join it. No, so not counties, Wrexham, Chesterfield, Boreham Woods. They kind of already, they kind of already do that, but they do it. It's really weird. They do it with Scottish Cup. Oh, do they? So there's a cup in Scotland. I can't. It ain't the Scottish League Cup. It's something else. It's like the. Iron Brew it's cup, like, yeah. yeah, it's something like that. But the, the Sutton last year played Wraith or something like that, and they, yeah, it's Matt. Can you imagine on like you have to go up to Scotland just to play non-league? No, I, no, I don't. I think it just make it what it was, mate. The football league trophy just make it League and League One, uh, League One and League Two. Sorry, but I yeah, I think what I loved about non-league again. Sorry, Dan, because you've gone straight off. Subject there, people get people start getting annoyed with you now. Uh, FA Trophy and FA Vars, I loved them as non league teams. And when we were going up through the leagues and combined counties, and you're playing in the FA Vars against Horsham, YMCA, and things like that, and it's like YMCA. So you're playing against a YMCA team, (laughs) you got yeah, just mad times, man, mad times, and if. I've still got the DVDs, I think, of all them games. I think I've got the first one. The problem is there's no commentary on them. No. You put them on, it literally is just a match. And the camera is somewhat shaky. It's literally like Mikey T holding a camera, just filming it, it's and that's good, pretty though. much it. Like proper, oh, it was good. I've got all of them, mate. Like I said, I, I wasn't into it when it first when we first started. Uh, but that first game, I went, yeah, I'm having a bit of this. And I, run, I remember just running onto pitches once, just to, just to get to the bar. I just run straight across the pitch. 
because you could back then there was no stewards you could just run across the pitch I boom, love straight it. in the bar we'd be behind one goal and then we're, <laughs> the whole crowd would like do, 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 go around the other end to watch it at the other end it was like absolutely bonkers I go I now I go non-league quite a lot now with my boy and uh, I take him when we're away and I can't go or something like that happens and we swap at half time and he's like dad why was, where's the segregation I'm like Literally, Stone Market have bought three fans down, mate. Don't worry about that. There's, right. a, there's so only about 100 people. I was going to ask this. Where are you at with your non-league endeavours? Who are you at? Because you're now at round one, aren't you? Oh, I finished that. No. I was... No, Lee. You've not even got to round one yet. Wait, I went to... <laughs> Basden United got to the second qualifying round. Who did? Uh, but Basden, where I started. Right. right and they played Wingate and Finchley. Right. We had Oxford at home that day, so I blew out Oxford at home, which we won three-one. I took my boy with me to Wingate and Fitchley, which took us about two and a half hours to get to. It's only in Camden. It took ages to get to. Oh mate! It was one all, and it took ages to get home. My boy was screwing because we missed the Wimbledon three-one game, and then I went. Uh, I went to the Tuesday night replay, and it was six-nil to Wingate. Right, and then Wingate got a home tie the next game, and I said, "No, no, I'm just ending when Basildon got knocked out." No, because so I wasn't who, going back. I wasn't going back to Wingate, mate. It was so who did Wingate Crim- and Finch have? In, where are they still? They, in? No, they lost to Corinthian Casuals, and the, they end up getting. Oh, like Casuals lost to Saints to St Albans on penalties. Yeah. And now St Albans have got Forest Green. Yes. Yeah. So you. Yes. Have- I'm quite glad I've binned it off, mate. To be fair, so. But that's where I got to with my non-league endeavour, and I didn't last very long. Lee's non-league <laughs> journey didn't even get to round one. I mean, no. But I can say I've probably been to about 500-plus non-league rounds, watching AFC Wimbledon. I've got this know. app on my phone, which is excellent. Not yeah. that I'm going to plug loads of apps. It's called Footballogy, if anyone's not heard of it. Yeah, I've and got that. And you basically can write... It, it comes up with all of the games, and you can just tick the ones that you've been to at the different grounds. I would thoroughly recommend it. Footballer. What's yours then? You, you. I've been to. How many have you been to? Oh, mate, I'm gonna have to have a look, and we'll come back to it because I reckon I've been to just in this country or across Europe. Wherever. I reckon I've been to over a thousand grounds. Thousand grounds. Yeah, easy. Jesus, I think I've been to well over. I mean, I'm looking at my list now, and it's it's rather comprehensive. Um. But yeah, I haven't updated it in ages. But I reckon I've been to. I reckon I've probably been to the only league that I've probably not got a huge amount of. Now is probably the championship, because like people like like um, Blackburn and people like that, I've not been to Blackpools and a few of them. But apart from that, I've been pretty good. I reckon I've reckon I've got up to nearly seventy. I reckon of the football league, give yeah. or take five or so, five or so in there. Yeah, I'm up to about 75, 78. <laughs> football grounds at the moment the amount of long league ones I've done is just unbelievable I've been to a few in Czech Republic a few in Germany yeah what is it about non-league ground though Lee that you like what is it about like the non-league ground that you like it's weird I just I like the old kind of style of the grounds you know what I mean like I don't like these new bowls and stuff like that we're getting quite a lot of stick four small stands with a tea lady like I like a I like a an old school Barnsley. If you look at their old, their main stand, yeah, it's proper old. You can't do anything with it because it is, what's it word? You have when you with buildings protected. So you, yeah, yeah, they're protected. You can't do anything with it. I love. I hate all these new bowls. I didn't like the Emirates the other week when we went there. I thought well, I prefer Highbury to be fair, but non-league, I just love it. Proper 
what's it called? Spitting proper sawdust. Proper sawdust yeah. kind of place. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we better move on because we've been talking non-league and our, and our listeners get pulled. But yeah, when we come back, we'll discuss the big game on Saturday against Wigan, how we think we'll do, and predictions. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, we're back and we're going to be discussing the big game on Saturday back at Plough Lane. Can't, mate, I can't wait to get back to Plough Lane. Love it. Every worried, time we're not there. I'm worried because Steve Bruce is sacked and Robbo, uh, he might be linked. You laugh, you laugh. They would love it. They'd love a bit of Robbo up there. I'm not having it to be fair, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. Of course, you won't have it. Not having it, but yeah, we've got. Give it a year. Yeah, I am worried that he might be getting touted about soon. But yeah, I don't think it'd be the Newcastle job, mate. What you do, if the thing is, if Robbo goes to Newcastle, he takes a sale with him. Well, if he can afford it. (laughs) Yeah, well, they've got. Charlton and Portsmouth right now are the two clubs in our league that will definitely, definitely be eyeing up a manager very soon. Charlton in particular are, what, third from bottom and look pony. Adkins has been there a while. He's got to be very, very, very red alert as as Cowley lost 4-0 to Ipswich on Tuesday. Now, I'm, I know which one. I would rather keep hold of Cowley over anyone else, but I don't know many of the other championship teams who might who are in and around the, the bottom lot, but those two clubs will be will, are probably two of the three biggest jobs in the in our league, I would have thought. Yeah, I do worry about Portsmouth and Charlton, to be fair, looking at Robbo, because it would be local to him pretty much. But it depends. He's got a process as he keeps saying with us. I, I don't think it'll go anywhere. But no, I again, don't know. again you, you we go on a subject and you always make it go off subject and go on well, to something totally right. different. I'll, I'll come back to bloody Wigan, shall I? Right, Wigan on uh I'm 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 quite worried about Wigan. I, I just look at their team again and I look at like Sheffield Wednesday, they've got players like Max Power. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I loved him. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, they've got Will Keane and Charlie White. Yeah. Who, again, who are better than now. And one player, I can't stand him. I really don't like him. But he is a decent footballer, especially for this level. Scored two at the weekend against Bolton. It's James McLean. I think, yeah. he, I think he could really get in amongst us, but I can't stand him. So I will be giving him a lot of abuse. What is it that you don't like about him? Just don't like him, mate. Don't like his attitude. Don't like the way he brings stuff on himself and then he blames everyone else for it. Uh, do you know what I mean? He, he moans that he, he gets to... He doesn't wear the poppy, does he? He's got he doesn't. And I, I can kind of respect his reasons for it. But then yeah. he then he, he says he won't wear the poppy and he gets targeted. Uh, but then he'll put a post up of Instagram with him in a, what's it called, a balaclava, saying this is a history lesson for his kids. Yeah, and then, yeah. he, then he's going to get loads of stick, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Just... Kind of keep, decent footballer though. He, he and I, I, I can give him that. He is, he is a footballer to be fair. And yeah, I do worry against our defence that he could with his pace. I just but, think it's a free hit, mate. Oh, mate, I can't stand that. I think it's a free hit. We we, we said last week that we would take three points from three, and we're at four. We're at four from two. So do you know what? I'm not saying. Well, no, I'm going to stick on it. If we lose that game, I don't think anyone's going to think that, oh, my God, this is a disaster. We nick a point, we'll be over the moon. Same with Sheffield Wednesday. 
that there's no such thing in football as a free hit. It's probably the worst saying. Like, well, I mean, no other, other than the players going, we go again, or thanks to the fans, you're amazing. We lost 4 0, but we go Mr. again. Knee right. slides need to stop, by the one way. Of the That's one of the first worst things ever that fans can say is a free hit. There's no such thing as a free hit in football. Why is there no such thing as a free hit? Because right. you want to go out there and beat every team. I don't matter how yeah. good that team you, is. You want to you win. Do you think Wimbledon and FC would have gone, oh, we're playing Man U Arsenal this weekend? Yeah, that's a free hit. No, they're going, they're going, that's, they're, they're giving us the free hit because we're going to smash them. I think yeah. that's what Robbo's doing as well this year. Robbo don't see anyone as a free hit. A free thinking, hit doesn't mean that, that, that you don't try. A free hit means that if you Arsenal, lose, it doesn't matter. Arsenal was a free hit. That's totally Wimbledon playing Arsenal was a free hit. We want to go there. We want to try our best. Give it everything, but if we don't win, we're not going to throw our toys out the pram and go. Oh, this is a shambles. So you're putting Arsenal play. in the same league as Wigan, there, then? No, I'm saying that it's the same situation. Wigan no. have spent a lot of money on players that are above our level, have shown it this year by playing incredibly well. And if we lose to Wigan, I'm not going to. I'm not going to leave that game thinking, oh, this is an absolute joke. I'll be delighted to get something out of it, but if we lose, I'm not going to be like. Again, I'm not having that fact that they spent money and they've got players better now. No, I'm not having that either. Why aren't you having that? Because I'm, I'm, I don't think their players are much better now. Yeah, I mean, five, they were uh, Max, Max Power. Yeah, you said Will Keane. Will Keane. Charlie Will, White. Will, Will Keane ain't that good. Guy. Charlie White is okay. He's, he's okay, but he's not as good as the Sheffield Wednesday front three in a million years. Sunderland does Charlie Co- White get in our team now? Yes, he does. Yeah, of course Will he gets Keane in get our t- team now? Well, yes, he does. They both get does McLean get in our team? Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Who doesn't? McLean don't get in my team. McLean doesn't get in our team, even no, though you mentioned him as one of the better players. Well, let's go through their lineup and see. I'm naming their better players because who is that's not what we're get doing. In our team because I'm reading through it, and I can't think of many guys in their lineup. You can't name a striker. Wouldn't be, we wouldn't be blessed with. Danny, you can't name a striker at the moment because I'm not being rude. Any striker in this league will get in right. our team so at that's, the moment that's because four, we've got one. We've got one striker. They've Will Keane, I don't think Will Keane. Huh? He was good at Portsmouth last year. What more? Centre back. Max no, Power. Derek He played I'll championship. He's a I'll good player. I'll take Hennigan. We'll take, take him. Take Hennigan. Over who? Uh, Jack Watmore and Kellen Watts. What about Callum You'll take Callum Bayer over him, will you? you take Dan Jocker over him, will you? Dan, I wouldn't. I'll take me over Dan Jocker, mate. <laughs> Dan Max Dan Power. Jocker. Max Power looked like he played right back in their last game, which. Do you know what I mean? If he ain't a right back in a million years. Well, that tells you he can't get in centre midfield, which means they must be good. Well, no, because I'm not. Good, I don't, the thing is, you don't know who most of these players are anyway. You don't know who Tom Naylor. Who's I'm Jordan Cousins? Who? Jordan Cousins. He was a bloke who was at Charlton. Next question. Was he? I've got to Google yeah. this now. He don't even know what day of the week it is, mate. I bet he'll come up. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Cousins was at Charlton. Read it out nice and loud so everyone can hear it. Yeah, he was at Charlton. Right, okay. So do you want to yeah, apologize but he was at, now? He, he, now? he was at Stoke last year as well. Do you want to apologise now or do you want to apologise later? All right, he's not bad, but... Uh, so do you want to apologise now or do you want to wait till later? He doesn't score goals though, so I'm having no, a corner cover him. Never mind that, just waiting for the apology. <laughs> well, you got one wrong in, since we since we've been no, doing the sorry, pod. You, you're, you know, he could be the, he could have been the linchpin or the kingpin. Could have been anyway, the king. I'm not having these players at all. Oh, yeah, they're much better than you ours because I'm not because they're because they're worth a lot of money, not in a million years. We've got a very, very good team at the moment. Tom Ladle at Portsmouth, he's decent for Portsmouth as well. But uh, they're a good side, they've played well, they were top until very, very recently. They've only played 12 games. 
They've conceded nine. They scored 22, which is the second, third highest goal, fourth highest goal scorers, the, the meanest defence going. They And they've, they've invested a lot of money, which I don't really understand how they can do, considering what happened last year. But if we lost to Wigan, this would not be the end of the world. It ain't the end of the world, no, but it's not, it's not, there's no such thing as a free hit in football. Right, no well, such thing. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. I, 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 again, Will, Will Keane, I mean, he, he's only coming on name, really. I don't think he's done much since he's left Man U. Uh, James McLean, again, he, he does worry me a little bit because he can be, he can either turn it on or he can turn it off. Depends. If we can get in his head, he might turn it off. He might obviously get, Turn it on as well, just to wind us up a little bit because he's going to get some stick. Uh, I don't know. I, I do fancy it. Depends on if we are injury free. One of the players well, I wanted to mention. The other problem is that if you add into the mix that we're not injury free, we this will be the third game in a week with another two coming up in the week after. Getting a result against Wigan or getting a result against Cambridge, I would have thought the Cambridge one would be much more beneficial to us. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. Wigan is a case of well, you know, we're not going to try. Every, every any any player that puts a, a shirt on for women will try their best. All I'm saying is losing to Wigan wouldn't be a complete and utter catastrophe. No, I get that. One player I wanted to mention to you, which I didn't mention earlier in the pod, is uh, regarding Embudi. Is he injured at the moment? Because he weren't he weren't at Lincoln, and I do. I, I thought he was awful against Sheffield Wednesday. I didn't think he he was that good. He came in as a striker, but he's been played as a winger. We need every player back fit. And does he does he start against Wigan or he, he definitely got to be on the bench? Because against Lincoln, I, I was worried that we didn't have any attacking, real attacking, other than Chislett. We didn't have real attacking options on the bench. He's lucky enough our first team played well enough. But well, against Wigan, we need to have some attacking options to come off the bench in case we do need to go for the win on that game. Well, Mabude, and I said to you before, he is the Andy Clark of our squad at the moment. He is the guy that you see him, he runs around, he looks incredibly exciting. And then for some reason at the moment, that last thing he does doesn't necessarily lead to anything. I thought he kind of pulled up with an injury on the Sheffield Wednesday game. I, I thought he, he felt his back a bit. So I was quite surprised that he even came on the pitch. But, and again, we are, we're light. We're light up the top. And I, I don't know whether it's a genuine mistake, whether it's a tactical situation, whether this was intended. I just, I don't understand in a position where people are going to get knocked and bruised and an, an, a high impact position, why you'd only have two players to start your campaign. Well, two players, because that Robinson went on loan, when you know one of them was injured for a decent amount last year. I just, I don't quite... I'm not sure I understand the, the logic of that, to be honest with you. No, I, we do struggle with that. And we've said before we should maybe look at signing someone, especially with the amount of games that we've got coming up. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So we've got to go with what we've got. Uh, Wigan, they travel to Bolton on, on Tuesday, which obviously is not going to be a, a trek for them. It's only up the road for them. where We've had to travel to Lincoln, probably get in Wednesday morning, about half three in the morning. Wigan played um, MK. Did they? Yeah, oh, they played Bolton on Saturday. Sorry, and then they they're at home yeah. against. They played um, they played MK at home, so they're coming yeah. down to. But that's what I mean. They've not had much travelling with Bolton on Saturday away. That's not far. You said last MK. week the travel wasn't a reason to say anything because footballers are used to it and bloody bloody blah. blah, blah. I still agree with that, but at the moment, unfortunately, we haven't got a fully fit squad, and we're taking 
fifth, we didn't even have, we had one sub missing. We only went with six subs on Tuesday. So I did, the travelling shouldn't be an excuse, shouldn't be a reason. But if we've got players playing at 75% fit and they've got to travel and they're getting in at half three in the morning, it will be a factor. But if even everyone... experienced Lee, there's not a single young player who we thought, you know what, we'll just put him in the squad and give him a shirt and give him a day out, bit of experience. We haven't even got one of them. We're all on loan, which ain't a bad thing to do, to be fair. No, no, I don't disagree with that, but there's just not a single player who could have... We, we went one low on the... But we could have we could have been winning five and up and giving a young lad his debut. Do you reckon we should do, like, a raffle? So if that happens again, we can get... Like, anyone can be in a raffle and then you can be on the bench. Because not being rude, I reckon at 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, I could probably do something. Yeah, probably just sit back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Lee, we, we should do that. <laughs> Robo, go, go warm up. I get up off the bench and that's me done. That's yeah. me done, Robo. Lee, well, that's probably lasted longer Lee. than Ollie Palmer anyway. <laughs> Lee, go and warm up. Yes, boss. Go and put the kettle on, son. <laughs> Two sugars. Go put the bath on for the lads. They're coming in in a minute. Right, in this non-free hit of a game, what no is your thing? 3-2 Wimbledon. 3-2 Wimbledon. Mm. I can't have us losing. But I, I don't... I get it. Wigan are a good side and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm looking through the team and thinking they're, no, they're not as good as Chef Wednesday by Country Mile. Chef Wednesday, if you look through their squad, looking through Wigan's, they, they've got some good players, don't get it wrong. But I think we could, we could get amongst them. The problem is I can't see us not conceding a goal. Correct. But then again, I can see us scoring goals because we have got McCormick on the pitch. We've got Asel on the pitch. We've got Rudy on the pitch. You've got Presley on the pitch. We're, we're still a threat from corners, set pieces. Hennigan could score. Callum Bay, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see a scoring. I think I take a one all now, but yeah, I can see it being a high-scoring game again. I've got, I think if I'm if I'm being optimistic, I would go for a 1-1, I think. I think we could, there's no, there's no reason why we can't be competitive. And if we play at our very best, then we'll be, we'll be in, in the hunt. I don't, I can't see us winning it. But I, I'm, I think a, a, de- a solid draw would keep up the momentum. And five from three, I think that's fantastic for the last. I'd, I'd, I'd literally, I'd take that now. To be fair, five from three would be unreal. Uh, I said the problem we've got at the moment is trying to predict results with the team that we've got. I, I feel bad for our team at the moment because they are looking like they are running on empty, which is yeah, madness. Because we had we had two weeks off. You think everyone should be back fighting fit? Uh, if we mate, play like we did, bad. you wait till Christmas, mate. Christmas is going to be carnage. Yeah, we're going to have loads we're of players. Saving back. Private Ryan, there'll be bodies <laughs> everywhere. We'll have loads of players back by then, but uh, we haven't got loads of players. <laughs> I think. I just think if we can play like we did against Lincoln, then we've always got a chance. But if we play against the first seventy minutes that we did against Sheffield Wednesday, then we could find ourselves two 0 down again. But it's a tough one because we are asking a lot from a very young squad. We are, yeah. Uh, and all I, as I said, I'm just buzzing to get back to Plough Lane on Saturday, uh, have some food. And we've been competitive, haven't we? Every game, apart from Rotherham away, I felt, every yes. game this year, we have been, we've been competitive. And we've no. been very competitive to the point where we've nicked some. There's no reason why in, in other, you know, the Shrewsbury game is an example. There's no reason why we, we should have lost that. There was no, you know, there was nothing the, on that. There's one one pe- person at the club at the moment who deserves a pay rise. Is the uh, the what's it called the finisher coach, not the substitution coach, the finishers because that's what they're called now. He he he, des- he deserves his money, mate, because our subs this year have been brilliant against Sheffield Wednesday. We're the same again. We're going to need our subs again on Saturday because obviously we've got 
the stupid game on Tuesday, the pizza game. Hopefully we can cut cut the cut the crust of the matter there. Uh, <laughs> just trying to get pizza jokes in, but I couldn't think of any. But yeah, we, we can't have some optimism, don't we? We can't ham it up too much, but yeah, we are got we have got games coming up, and that pizza trophy could we could do without that. But yeah, I'm going. I think we'll win Saturday three two, and then we'll move on to Cambridge. I think we'll score deep pan in the second half. <laughs> well, well, that's us done tonight, Danny. Thanks very much. Horrible way to leave. For joining me. Are you at the game again on Saturday? Oh, try stopping me. Try stop me. Pie Masher Harrington's. Oh, what time? Because I'm going to go down there on Saturday. Are you? Yeah. Me and my dad all, you know, me and my dad are always there. We, yeah, we normally get there about half one, quarter to two. Double pie, single mash, loads of liquor. No, double pie, double mash. I'm not a big fan of the mash. Find it too old. No, 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 mate. No, I'm, no. I'm East London, but I'm not that East London. Uh, well, yeah. Double pie, no. single mash, loads of liquor, so we'll be, we'll be chili pie. vinegar. Maybe we should do a Christmas episode of this in Harrington's, in the pie mash yeah. shop. So I got to the ground on Saturday at one to try the burger and chips. It was very nice. But yeah, I love it. The, the Phoenix is amazing. But yeah, I'm gonna, I think I might go pie mash, pie mash, liquor. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sold me a dream there. Right. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me now. I'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.